0: I'm Luka Doncic, and this is Lockdown Mavericks K.K.
1: Mavericks are NBA champions. Bang!
2: Bang!
1: It's good!
0: And the Mavericks have won the game! Thank you, Master.
1: I'm afraid the tides will not allow us to bring the ship into port before nightfall.
0: I'm sorry, Captain, but I do not know much about the tides. Can you explain something to me?
1: Of course, Your Highness.
0: Do the tides command this ship? And welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engstead, media member and coordinator at the Lockdown Podcast Network. And joining me, as always, my co-host, contributor at Mavs.com. The training camp, crazy, the one more thinking. What you got for me, Isaac Harris?
2: Uh, it's like three days. We've started off the pod talking about James Harden, but it's not every day, it's not every day we have, you know, a top, what, six, seven player in the league that is in a situation like this. So
0: I mean, over the last couple of years, more days than not, we've had a player in that kind of situation between Kawhi no, and Davis, more days and than not. Durant and Harden and LeBron going say, to L.A. Like, how many of these players are we gonna go through? Well, I would okay. It's not the exact this, situation, yeah, but in situation I,
2: I think, in a different category with the just pandemic stuff and him not like and him just openly. Uh, Hey, I'm just gonna be out here partying while you are at training camp. But from the very beginning, Nick, what team does James Harden finish the season on?
0: Oh, finish! Do,
2: do, do, Philadelphia 76ers. Do, do, do. Ooh, okay. I still, I mean, I guess I'd lean Brooklyn. If you had a wild card team out there, who would it be?
0: So, I think KOC brought up the. The Hawks? That's the wild card team.
2: No, get out of here.
0: <laughs> I don't think no, there's the thing, no think way they, they would do that.
2: And you would have to like wait to trade like you know Bogdan or something like yeah. that. But there are some fun teams out there. Would Boston give up Jalen Brown? Like, oh, would Harden, you want to do that?
0: Would What Harden I, and Tatum? Is that going to go over well? I don't know, but it's scary, right? I mean, it, it's still. I mean, yeah, uh, offensively for sure. That's that's awesome. Yeah,
2: but I'm I'm actually thoroughly surprised. In the Mavs Twitterverse, no one has tweeted us or DM'd us saying, "Can we get James
0: Harden?" That's I'm I'm honestly shocked about. All right, on today's show, look, we'll get to this a little bit. I want to I want to talk about this briefly. But today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to builtbar.com, use the promo code Locked On, you'll get that twenty percent off your next order. Okay, on today's show, we are going to hear from Rick Carlisle about all kinds of things. We got some clues. Isaac and I are putting on our Sherlock Holmes detective hats. Mm. We're we're yes. sifting through some of these quotes and trying to figure out and piece together what the Mavericks rotation is. So we got a couple of clues today, so we're gonna hear some of that. And uh yeah, some stuff about Dwight Powell, stuff about Tyrell Terry, uh Dorian Finney Smith, Porzingis update, Porzingis' position, we'll hear a little bit more about. So all that kind of stuff today. Isaac, the the James Harden stuff, I'm very proud of Mavs fans. It's not often that we talk about moment. Mavs fans and we say we're proud. It's usually we're upset at them for something. <laughs> but This I am proud of, that no one has mentioned James Harden for the mask, because it just doesn't make any sense, and... I think that every fan base pretty much just doesn't want James Harden anymore. They're seeing what Rockets fans did. They, like, think about Rockets fans, right? The first thing you think about is defending James Harden, right? To the death, literally. Yeah. Like some of them just continue to defend James Harden no matter what. He's let them down so many different times in the playoffs and they just keep defending him. And then they change the whole way that they're going to play for him and do all this stuff and they keep defending him. And then he just keeps letting them down and they keep defending him. I mean, they have been there for him. That's something that you can really say like rockets fans you did that for that guy right like you did that and now he's just spitting in their face i mean like absolutely just turning their his back on on the fans really because if he cared about any of those fans he would just at least show up to camp and do like go through the motions but still demand a trade right like which do it all seems that. like he
2: has or he did yesterday
0: I guess, but up until this point, he's been, you know, yeah. f- flaunting everything and w- running all around and sending cryptic, like, you know, Instagram stories and all that kind of stuff. I mean, going to yeah. parties at on the different coasts, it's just, it's wild to see. And I, part of me wonders if there's something else going on, right? Like something else is going on, something happened in his family or something that we don't know about yet. And he's like blowing off some steam, right? Uh, Steven Silas said the other day that he has his reasons for not showing up. And it's probably because, and he's going to, he can say if he wants, it's probably because Steven Silas doesn't know why he's not there, right? Like he probably doesn't know, but part of me wonders if there's something else that's going on with him personally that has caused him to kind of act out like this or stay away. And so uh, that, or he just wants to be traded. I mean, or it's just straight up that if it's straight up that then it's yeah, then it's it's as despicable as we've said it is right. But because I think there is a there is something to be
2: said that's like you look at some of these past things you look at Jimmy Butler you look at Anthony Davis and his exits like no one talks about their exits anymore. Like, we don't, like, nobody cares. It's, Anthony Davis won a title. Jimmy Butler led the Heat team, and we all fell, in, even Mavs fans fell in love with a Heat team in the playoffs, and we don't care about what th- happened for them to
0: get out of town, so. You can have a like, redemption arc. All those players yeah. have had redemption arcs. Think about the guys that haven't really had redemption arcs, right? Like, has, did Kawhi, he, he wins in Toronto, but.
2: Yeah, he won a title. Then he goes, to no the Clippers. No gives a crap
0: what happened with Spurs. Yeah, but then he goes to the Clippers and loses and all of a sudden it's indictment on his his you know, his character, his leadership and all that kind of stuff. Oh, remember he asked out and, you know, the Spurs, it's like you you still hold on yeah. to it and use it as a reason to like bash somebody or a reason to to bring them down and we're probably guilty of that as well, but it does come back to haunt you. I mean, Paul George demanding trades, that that we I don't think people have really forgiven him for that.
2: No, he did it no. both in in. He, I think yeah. He, there was that graphic.
0: There was that graphic I sent you the other day. It was going around with was was all great. the quotes about Paul George saying, "I want to, I want to win a title in Indiana. I want to retire, you know, a pacer." And then he demands a trade. And then he's like, "I we're back, and I'm I'm here to finish the job in Oklahoma City." A year later, he gets traded after saying that. And now he's like, "I'm going to retire a Clipper." Well, remember yeah. the last person thought they were going to retire a Clipper, Blake yeah. Griffin, and then the team <laughs> traded him. So who knows what's going to happen? But. That, it I just, mean, it, winning it, cures it all, though. Winning cures it all. Absolutely. And James Harden hasn't done the winning. And so that's why there's nothing, nothing has been cured for him.
2: So this is destined for the Knicks to trade for James Harden next week.
0: Whoo. The Knicks, the Knicks, like, they skated on. They didn't get Gordon Hayward, right? So I think fans were were they're like, "All right, good. We didn't get Gordon Hayward." And then yeah. the Russell Westbrook rumors are happening, and then they didn't get Russell Westbrook, and they're like, "Okay, good. We didn't get Russell Westbrook." Which could have been fu- that would have been more fun, I think, than Hayward. But now it's the Harden thing. I think they're slowly going up the ladder on <laughs> on these stars. I would just laugh if it's
2: James Harden. If they just swung for James Hart, I'm just the thing is what would they for... have to
0: trade to to
2: get him to have anything left? I mean, they have draft picks, and they have young guys, but uh, but the whole thing would harden want to be there. I, I do think there will be some random team come out of nowhere because this contract situation is multiple years left before, you know, he can be a free agent. It does open up the door a little bit. I know ESPN reported that he was open to more teams, all
0: of that. And oh, good we talk about oh, as this. As long as he's yeah. open to more teams, like who cares?
2: But this, but this, honestly, I mean, we, I, I joked that this is the third day that we've talked about this, but it could honestly be the one of the biggest storylines for every team in the league because I mean we could see a top six top seven player in the league switch teams he goes to Brooklyn I think they're overwhelmingly the favorite to win the Eastern Conference and it's just all season long it's a Brooklyn versus you know Lakers type of thing it's like all right they're on a a collision course in the finals if he goes somewhere else, he goes to Philly, like it it just shifts so much. It takes Houston out of the playoffs. It, It's a huge, huge deal. So I think it impacts people. And going back to what you said, very, very proud, proud moment. I've, I've had moments with <laughs> my son, just, you know, monumental times. He learned how to open up a door a few days ago. I'm like, wow. Proud, oh, your proud life moment, is over but, now, right? It's scary, but it's scary too. <laughs> But, I was, but I'm just really proud of Mavs fans. No DMs, <laughs> yeah, no none? fake trades yep, of like me either. No, no questions that have been like hey, uh, what about KP and Harden? i like don't even don't, <laughs> even don't even go down that route. So I'm just I'm super glad that Mavs
0: fans have not went down that route. <laughs> it's been pretty awesome to see. It's been awesome to see. I, would that would that Nets team be like compared to the Heat, you know, the Heat big 3? I think LeBron at that point was better than Durant is now. You, have, you have, yeah. you'd have Harden and the, the Wade role. Like they're pretty that's pretty similar as far as level of they're very different players skill, you know, style wise, but skill yeah. wise and level of play, they're they're probably about the same. And then you have Kyrie and Bosch. Like that that's a wild card. I mean that that's it's comparable to that card, big but, three.
2: But but Bosch brought more to that team as a third piece than I think Kyrie would bring as a third piece to Brooklyn. Yeah, yeah. Like Bosch filled a different role re- like Kyrie just can't. Yes. And so I would be curious how the Kyrie car to fit. But if you can get Harden and form that three, you just go do it. It should be fun. I d I don't think this I mean, this yeah. I don't think this goes into the season or all this stuff. I think it's past the point of return at this point.
0: Yeah, we'll see. I mean, there just doesn't seem to be a lot of, you know, trade talk or people, you know, really wanting James Harden. It doesn't seem like there's a big market for James Harden. The other the other uh Dark Horse team is like Minnesota. Like what if a team like that is like, All right, we want to show Carl Anthony Towns that we wanna do something and
2: yeah I mean, I guess, but I thought towns and and Russell were like big buddies, so yeah I mean that's the thing it's like what good teams could go could go get James Harden I just don't I, I don't know what someone would be. I think the boston would would be intriguing, but Miami with Bam's new extension, I don't think they can pull that off um I mean, Philly's the obvious one I mean, I, I started harping slash joking back You're what, Derek in, the bu- <laughs> in the bubble uh for a Ben Simmons James Harden trade, and uh it's actually like funny that
0: it's being talked about now. It's like the most obvious like trade machine one, right? You're like, oh, that just yeah. as soon as you see it, you're like, oh, that that just works, right? So yeah. we'll see, we'll see what happens with James Harden. It's fascinating. It's going to change. You know, the Mavericks will probably play the the Rockets a bunch of times, and uh, you know during the season since they're so close and all that. So. We'll see what happens. It'll really affect the Mavericks. But all right, coming up, let's hear from Rick Carlisle. We got some clues about the rotation. We're going to talk about that, see what we can piece together as far as who's playing where and what and all that kind of stuff. And so we'll talk about that. But before we do, Isaac Harris. Built Bar. Oh, you know. You got your Built Bar order coming. I have my order coming. We're waiting. Uh, there's so many people ordering Built Bars. It feels like it's taking a little while, but you uh, you know that if that's, if, if that's the case, right, they're kind of backed up right now, that means that it's good. Built Bar is a protein bar. It tastes like a candy bar. 18 incredible flavors. We are partial to the mint brownie. I love the double chocolate, and uh, a lot of our hosts love the cookies and cream. I've listened to a ton of hosts talk about Built Bar and... <laughs> In my new role, I listen to you know four or five Locked On NBA shows a day. They all do Built Bar ads, and they're all, they all love Built Bar, and they love the cookies and cream. They are low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, great for a keto diet. You can lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. Go to BiltBar.com. Use the promo code LOCKEDON. You'll get 20% off your next order. Use the promo code LOCKEDON for 20% off at BiltBar.com. All right, Isaac Harris. Let's get into Rick Carlisle. He spoke for Media Day. This is Media Day. What number eight, seven? I mean, (laughs) it's now we're into you know Media Week. We're past Media Week now. So there's a you know they keep they keep putting players in front of us. So we'll hear from Rick Carlisle. I want to talk about one thing first though. They The Mavericks send out every single day, like a two minute clip of practice. And it's usually focused on the players that they that, that talk to us. So today it was Tyrell Terry. They're showing video of Tyrell Terry. The other day we tweeted out the Tyler Bay video with Carlisle talking about him. Uh, I have not seen Wessowundu, and I've looked on all social media. I've looked at all these videos, looked in the background. He's number 25. I have not seen him yet. I think that's the only player I haven't seen yet that's in, that's not in camp. Porzingis is another one, but we've actually heard from him. He's come and actually spoke to the media. Uh, I, I don't know if Wessowundu is in camp. This is me completely speculating because I haven't seen him. He could be there, and he's just hiding <laughs> in every single photo, but I think that might be the one guy. Because we, we talked about this before training camp. We were saying, we're not going to know if these guys aren't there because none of us are there in person. So I think as far as, you know, Mavs players, I think that's the one guy that we don't know for sure if he's there or not. Yes, I have not seen him in the B-roll
2: footage. Yeah, I don't. I have to go back and look at the footage.
0: <laughs> I went back and looked at the last three or four just today just because I've, I've been looking through them every day, but I just went back again. Uh There's 23. And so sometimes you see 23 and you're like, oh, that's him, but it's not. So anyway, I just thought that that was, it was interesting, but all right, here's Rick Carlisle talking about the, uh, the rookies and how it's going to be a big adjustment. I feel like this is one of the big stories of just the whole NBA is how these rookies are going to adjust. And we might see rookies not be able to contribute as high across the whole league because of how quick this is going to be. So here's Rick Carlisle talking about the rookies and there's something interesting he talks about with this, this specific group of rookies. And then, uh, yeah, let's just hear him talk about that.
1: Well, they're doing extremely well given the, the circumstances. I mean, this is like being put in a microwave, you know, and having to, having to get heated up real quick. Um, but they have a group, you know, with Terry, Hinton, uh, Bay, Gillespie, um, and Patterson. They've been really helping us uh, in camp as a sort of a shell group that um, – you know, goes goes through things. You know, they get here real early. Um, we teach them drills, and they've really helped us uh, getting in situations where the vets can rep things out. Um, and then they're also playing competitively. You know, we rotate that team in with the other two teams, and, uh, and they're doing a lot of good things. Um, it's just a, an unusual situation, you know, not having the summer league, not having a period of months to – you know, uh, know what's going on, you know, maybe look for a place to live and that kind of stuff. But, uh, you know, all things considered, these guys are really, really doing well.
0: I found it kind of interesting, this whole scout team, right? Or this, this team that, that they're using to simulate some situations where you have Tyrell Terry, Nate Hitton, Tyler Bay, you know, uh, Gillespie and Patterson. What's Freddie Gillespie? Why do yeah. I want to say Billy Gillespie? I think I know a guy named Billy Gillespie. <laughs> he's a, a he's an old coach. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I think I know a person in my life named named Billy Gillespie, uh, too. I was gonna say he's an old
2: college, college basketball coach.
0: <laughs> anyway, um Very old, but. but I thought that was interesting talk hearing about that that third group and Tyrell Terry is kind of in that group too. Uh, I guess there wouldn't be anybody else that you would put there, but Josh green, notable rookie. that's not in that group. He was drafted higher than them. So maybe that means they have a higher opinion of him. It would be, I think it'd be more interesting to me if Josh green was in that group and Terry was out of that group, but that group really needs a ball handler. And so I think Terry kind of fits in there and he gets to, to He gets to handle the ball a lot. And, with that group if they're simulating that kind of stuff. But he also mentioned that that group comes in early, and you know they run stuff just special for those guys, which I think is really cool, especially for some of these camp guys that are definitely not going to make the roster. But at least they're getting some extra work and that kind of stuff. So I found that group a little interesting.
2: Yeah, I mean, they're they're the bottom five guys on the roster, I mean, for being honest about it, um, especially the two camp guys. you know They're probably going to get cut, uh, be a part of the legends, whatever that even looks like. Uh, Bay and Hinton, they're obviously the two way guys don't expect them to uh, be a big part of the rotation. Uh, but, you know, the Tyrell Terry, you know, spot in it's like, who else would you give that to? I mean, would you put Berea with those group of guys? Probably <laughs> not. Uh, so it's just a natural fit that, t- you know, Terry goes there and he's the only point guard out of that group for the most part. So, but I, I do want to emphasize this too. I know being a fan of Tyrell Terry is going to be at least fun off the bat and people are getting hyped and excited about him. I think he'll be super fun to see when we're up by 25 against the Hawks or something and Terry uh, is, is in the game. But I don't like we've said this. We said this last week. If you're looking for somebody to fill the Seth Curry role, it's going to be Trey Burke probably more than Tyrell Terry. Like I... They can only, I think they're experimenting or they're thinking about making the active roster 15 instead of 13. I thought I saw that, a report of that the other day. But if, if it stays at 13, then you're looking at a couple of guys that's obviously going to be inactive, you know, on game days. And I could see Tyrell Terry being that guy sometimes that he's not active because they do have Brunson and Burke and whatever. I would expect JJ, you know, assuming he makes the roster, I would assume Berea to be in that spot a lot, but um, to be inactive just, sometimes. Yes, to be inactive uh, sometimes, but just I would just say chill a little bit of I don't want everybody get you know, freaking out if it's, you know, game four and Terry has played, you know, four total minutes in four games like why have they put Terry out there? I think that's fully expected. And I love Rick saying it's a microwave. I love that he explained it that way, because that's insane to think about what these rookies are going yeah. through is this timeline thing is somebody like James Wiseman. I mean, is just drafted with the Warriors. Now he's still not in training camp because of reasons that, you know, Kerr can't say. And they're going to have a preseason game later this week. So, I mean, he's really going to be set back. This whole rookie class is, you know, I think they're all going to be set back for, for the most part.
0: Yeah, for sure. All right, here's Carlisle talking about Tyrell Terry and hearing uh, just about how he's doing in camp and all that.
1: Yeah, he, uh, you know, his reputation is... As one of the best shooters in the draft, I think he and Aaron Niesmith from Vanderbilt were the two guys considered to be the two best shooters in the draft. Um, he had a phenomenal day today um, with that with that third unit. You know, those guys were on offense um, as we were doing some defensive stuff, and he stretched his range out and he threw in some really great shots today. Um, and showed his range and showed his ability to get it going. and uh, and also I think the other thing he's just doing in training camp is the is the physical nature of the NBA. Um, today he's made good adjustments. I mean, he's getting lower he's he's getting more in in more dynamic positions so that he can attack better. Um, and look, this is a smart kid, this kid is at Stanford, you know so um, he's gonna he's gonna figure things out, but uh, we've had him playing a little bit off the ball with uh, with JJ at point, point. Um, and we've had him playing a little bit of point guard, you know, with the uh, with the other younger guys. And to me, he's showing that you know he's going to have the ability to to play both uh, both those positions very effectively offensively and and defensively. For him, it's going to a lot of it's going to come down to getting stronger, understanding how to play within the system. And those kinds of things. But um, he's had a very good four practices, and today was exceptionally good.
0: He's had a very good four practices. I mean, man, like, yeah. that's all it's been. So it's really hard to try, like you said, to put some expectations on guys like this. But it was cool to hear him say that he had a really good you know, practice and a really good camp and that he was – um, you know, hitting some good shots. But I think the piece that we want to point out is he's playing with the third unit. So we, I think we kind of know that the starting guards are going to be Luca and either Richardson or or Tim Hardaway Jr. Depending on who plays the three and who plays a two. And then the backups are, you know, Trey Burke and Jalen Brunson. Then you have that third group of Tyrell Terry and JJ Barea. So I think that's kind of how the hierarchy is really working out. It'd be interesting yeah. if we hear Tyrell Terry, you know, Carlisle say this guy has to play you know something something along those lines and there's gonna be real competition with some of our backups and but it just doesn't seem like we're, we're hearing that maybe it changes but he's he's really sitting there and playing off the ball with J.J. Brea being that you know, that third point guard
2: yeah and he's working on his body uh I, I think it was uh, Chuck that um asked <laughs> him how much he weighs and uh you know he's at that, at that 170 <laughs> 75 mark so uh you know, that 4,000 day calorie diet that uh, he had been working on. Um, yeah. It looks like he's not like doing he's, it anymore. It's done. <laughs> he's done with it. Uh, <laughs> looks like he's put on, you know, 15, 20 pounds. He's got to you know, continue working on the body, but um, also in a healthy way too. So I'm excited for him. It's more of a long-term play. I don't expect it day one, but I do think he has a place in the league.
0: All right, coming up, let's do some more from Rick Carlisle. Um, He mentions that training camp, they can't be messing around. And so I want to talk about what they could be doing if they mean messing around. So let's talk about that. We'll talk about some other players that we learned could be in the starting lineup. And we'll talk about that coming up. All right, Isaac, let's hear from Rick Carlisle about more about training camp. Let's hear about, all right, let's do a Porzingis update. This is about Christoph Porzingis. Someone asked him the question about how Luca and Porzingis are, you know, meshing or how he saw that relationship and that kind of stuff. And then he went into his own answer about, you know, you want to know about positions. And so he kind of gave gave it away, even though I don't even think this reporter was asking about positions. And I don't even think he was going down that line of thinking, but Carlisle offered it up. So here it is. Uh look, I
1: know some, the, the next obvious question is gonna be position, you know, like you know. Is KP going to be the full-time five and stuff like that? Um, He's going to play a lot of five. He may play some four. Um, But whatever those situations are, you know, we're we're going to make those things work. Um, And then, you know, as we get into this year, again, the the key thing is getting KP back to where he's feeling great. He's strong. You know, there's no issues with with the knee. and I can't give you an exact timetable. Um, it won't be in December, even though he's talked about playing on Christmas. So, you know, he, he'd love to. And, and we are having to hold him back a little bit with, uh, with his workout and rehab stuff. But I'd say he's completely on schedule. Um, and, you know, if, if things continue to go well, you know, sometime in January could be possible.
0: Okay, so that the last wording of that is that I mean, your antenna has to go up if you're a Maps fan because January could be possible is a little off-putting because we've heard, oh, he's ready, you know, he's going to be ready for January for sure. Uh, these are interviews where you're, you're sitting down and you're just kind of going off the cuff, but for a coach to say something like that makes me wonder a little bit. I don't think that's anything concrete, and maybe he just said it and you know said maybe we'll be good for for January. I don't know, but <laughs> that, that really stuck out to me.
2: Yeah, I mean, you know, optimistic. You're hoping that he does, you know, play in January. That's when we've heard all along that he'll be cleared for basketball activities. But it's just a reminder that just because somebody gets cleared for basketball activities doesn't mean they're ready to play in day one. How long will Porzingis need to be a part of basketball activities for them to <clears throat> or for him to be playing? And doesn't matter that. January is a month that they're on the road a lot. Does that matter? You know, if they're not getting uh, a ton of practices in, you know, to where it's going to take a little bit more time. We don't know, but we do know what we do know. Let's focus on the things we do know. Uh, The Mavericks really want to play this very cautiously. They want to protect Porzingis. They don't want to rush him back and all that, especially if Dallas starts off you know, kind of hot and they have a good record and it's like, Hey, no need to really rush him back, you know, immediately. So, um, yeah, I think the timeline is kind of, um, up in the air, you know, it is a little up in the air.
0: All right. Here's Carlisle talking about Dorian Finney Smith. He was asked specifically about Dorian and asked about his hip issue. Cause remember that was a thing also during the season and also continued during the bubble. So he's asked about Dorian and then he offers this up about Dwight Powell too, that I tweeted out today that a lot of people seem to not, like very much, so we'll talk about that player that we know is going to be in the starting lineup now. It seems, yeah.
1: Dor- Dorian's uh, physically done very well in the first few practices. Um, you know, he has a really great feel for the game, and so as much as we talk about his defense, his his continued improvement offensively with his shooting and ability to make plays and things like that has been uh, has been a big part of who we've become. Um, I think the other thing that factors into this, you know, KP being out early, um, you know, Powell has played, um, the entire training camp. He's gotten almost all of his reps with the, uh, with the first unit. Um, and he's doing really well, doing well with their, with their past physical issues. Um, you know, those are real, real pluses for us.
0: So he throws in Dwight Powell there and says that he is participating in all of training camp, which is a positive, right? He's coming back yeah. from that injury, you know, Achilles injury. He's back. He's participating in everything. But he also says he's played all of his minutes with that first unit. So it seems like you can put Dwight Powell, you can pencil him in as a starter.
2: Yeah, Powell also looked really good in that City Edition universe, uh, universe um, uniform today. If you go to the Mavericks uh, Instagram account, they post this thing of Tim and Dwight uh, in the classic green and the, the City Edition jerseys, and they look even better uh, on the players.
0: But And you um, know, we love overanalyzing marketing campaigns and which players are, are picked yes. for marketing campaigns. That's one of our things.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, but... But yeah, I mean I, I thought this was telling too. We've been you know, all trying to speculate and sort out what the front court looks like and especially with KP out. Now, could they just naturally put Dwight in the KP role while KP's out and say, all right, Dwight, you're the five, and then they roll Dorian out at the four, blah, blah, blah.
0: Or not, not if they expect K- it, Dwight to play like KP did. Definitely not.
2: <laughs> well, I, I could also see this scenario to where maybe they start Dwight and Maxi and they try to play maxi in the kp type of role and groom dwight in the at the four or five whatever you want to you know call that position to where it's you know kind of similar when kp comes back he's like a mega version of maxi but dwight's still in the same role if that makes sense so i i could see either one of those routes
0: yeah i think i think they're gonna start dwight at the four or at the five and honestly when carlisle said that KP is going to play a lot of his time at the five when they play Dwight and KP together, he calls KP the five and Dwight the four, right? Like it's kind of a weird thing where you don't think about it that way, but that's the way Carlisle defines it. So I think he kind of meant that as well. I think Dwight's, you know, starting for sure. I think that that Carlisle, we know that Carlisle loves Dwight. And I know that fans don't necessarily like there's a big section of fans that do not like Dwight. You guys were all in my mentions today and I understand that, but uh, yeah, think they'll probably start him if they start Maxi next well, to him. Who else
2: did fans want to start? Like that's, that's my the, thing.
0: Like that's the other thing is uh, me. I would rather have Maxi start and you know play somebody at the four, and then but then your other big man position is matchup based, right? The Mavericks don't have good enough players in the front court to guarantee starter spots, and so the other teams that do, if you're playing, you know, a team that plays a smaller four, or you know, or if then you start Dorian at the four, or start James Johnson at the four. If you're playing the Pistons and they have. Blake Griffin at the four, then maybe you have to play Maxie at the four and Dwight at the five. So, I think that's that's kind of the route they're going. But it seems for now, at least, you can pencil you can pencil Dwight into that starting spot.
2: Yeah, and the Mavericks absolutely love Dwight. We know this. He hustles. I mean, a tremendous amount. He's a, he's a super you know teammate. He's everything. I mean, he fits the Mavericks DNA. So, um, and hopefully, he's back looking like normal Dwight after the, you know, after the surgery. And that's what uh, I'm anxious to see what he looks like. You know, a, a guy like that that relies on the athleticism and playing above the rim at times and stuff like that. I, I want to see um, is Dwight's three-point shot before March. Good. I mean, is this a Don't pro? do that. We don't really do that to Mavs angle. fans. Uh, here here, don't here we it. go. Now here we go.
0: Coming up, I'm going to tell you why. <laughs> we don't have another break.
2: <laughs> we don't have another break. But here we go. Why? Starting the season later. Benefits of Dallas Mavericks is that means you get more basketball after March (laughs) from Dwight Powell. Powell. (laughs) Pencil him in. NBA championship right now.
0: March, April, Dwight Powell is an absolute all-NBA, all-star level player.
2: We we've had this running theory for a long time on this podcast. You've been listening to it that oh, yeah. Dwight shoots much better after the month no, no. month of March. The shooting
0: three. the shooting part is not a theory. That is that is legitimate. <laughs> there are numbers behind that that he is like a thirty six thirty eight percent three point shooter. It's like a really really good player in March and April, but before that he's is absolutely terrible as far as a shooter. <laughs> Uh, okay what were the results
2: on your twitter poll today
0: okay so you you put out a poll (laughs) i put out this poll today and uh it's a little tongue-in-cheek but this is the this is the idea of the poll uh you know we've heard you heard willie college Stein's working on his three-point shot all the time you know puts it all over his stories and all that we've seen dwight for years working on his three-point shot we've seen him take some and all that so here's the here's the premise Luca kicks out to the top of the key and a Maverick center is spotted up to take a three and there's no chance to pass before the shot clock expires. And I should have added this. Everyone else is completely covered. Luca is doubled all the others. This guy is wide open at the top of the key. Who would you rather take a three? Dwight Powell or Willie Colley Stein? I just wanted to see where fans were at this point. And f- as far as our confidence meter with either of these guys taking threes. 922 of you have voted 55%. Who do you think it is? Have you looked at it?
2: I haven't looked at it.
0: I mean, I'm I'm just going to say Dwight just because people have seen Dwight hit a three. We've seen Willie Colstein Stein hit like four threes in his career. So th- there's at least not for the Mavs, but in a game or the gym. No, for his career. <laughs> no. Oh, OK, OK. 50- I don't know if people actually saw that because he played for the Kings. Right. Fifty five percent Dwight Powell. They want to take that shot. <laughs> I mean, after March. Sure. <laughs>
2: There you go. All right, well, Willie's going to step out. Watch Willie step out and be like a
0: 37% legit stretch 5 and everybody's just shook by. it. I consider putting Bobon in that poll. Would he have just run away with it? No, 100% I think any so. poll with Bobon. Any I poll guess. with Bobon, I think people will just go for it. Uh Maxi yes. Maxi would obviously win that one too. But at least all the maps uh, at least all the map centers have are capable of hitting a 3, right? Maybe, they're maybe not good at it, but they're at least capable. They don't have any Clint Capellas. Yeah.
2: No, no Clint Capellas, no Rondos. Um Yeah, no way like that.
0: <laughs> Burke is playoff Rondo. <laughs>
2: That's true. Playoff Burke.
0: Bubble Burke. All right. Anything else? There's a couple other things from Carlisle, but there weren't as there's like stuff about how COVID is, you know, changing things. He went on this whole thing about <laughs> he went on this whole thing about how the the Mavericks have to shower in a different location than the, the practice facility. And and then also how they have to park farther away from the practice facility and so they have to walk a really long way and it made me think of the office when they're doing construction on the building and they have to walk really far and kevin was just complaining the whole time but Carlisle went on a kind of a long thing about that and i was a little confused well, so, so the practice facility this is only gonna
2: to apply to a certain amount of people who give a crap probably not but
0: <laughs> if the i've made it to the end is, of this podcast they do care
2: yes uh so it's connected to this like brewery like this community brewery company i haven't been there in a a while now because of covid but normally the players park out back and like you can you know you drive past the the building it's connected to the mavs offices it's you know off the highway there you can see it and all that but you can see that like if you drive past you drive past the the mural there uh, you can see all the, the players cars and stuff in the back and it's like okay cool see all the super nice cars but Rick was explaining how now there's like a uh, a thing like a mobile unit I guess out front that they have to get tested every time before they come in so now the players are parking out front so now if you live in one of those apartments or you're driving past the arena from the, or the practicing from the front you can see all the cool cars and all that
0: there you go I mean who else which other locked on podcast is doing breakdowns of the parking lot in of the front of the practice <laughs> facility and breaking down. <laughs> that's what other Mavericks podcast is doing that today. Mm. I defy you to show me one. This is why you listen to Lockdown Maps. This is why you're part of the there Raccoon Squad. If you listen every single day, you're a card-carrying member. We got to make cards. I have to make a graphic with the card. Uh, like a, you're a card-carrying Raccoon Squad member, and people can just tweet it out. We us. have to send out stickers. We got to make stickers sometime. I have that logo I made up. That's that's a great sticker. We just put Lockdown I somewhere should. on it. Yeah, Alright, well, there you go, guys. That's, that's the part lot right down. I Tweet will. at us if you made it this far in the pod. <laughs> guys, thanks so much for listening to Lockdown Maps. Peace out. Boom. I'm sorry, Captain, but I do not know much about the tides. Can you explain something to me?
1: Of course, Your Highness.
0: Do the tides command this ship?
1: Uh, I'm afraid I don't understand.
0: You said the tides would not allow us to bring the ship in. Do the tides command this ship?
1: No, princess.
0: And if I were to have you thrown overboard, would the tides think twice about smashing you against the rocky shore? No, princess. Well then, maybe you should worry less about the tides, who've already made up their mind about killing you, and worry more about me, who's still mulling it over.
1: I'll pull us in.